Master Skywalker, there are too many swear words. What are we going to do? <laughs> Terrific. This show contains some adult language and may not be suitable for younglings. Hello there. He's no good to me dead. We're fine. We're all fine here now. How are you? I think you'll fill in nicely. This is where the fun begins. Hello. And thank you for joining us for news, reviews, and interviews from your favorite galaxy far, far away. My name is Pat. Don't call me Padawan Collins. And it's the mayor of Andorra. Ugh. Ugh. New Mike. <laughs> New Mike, who did? The, the mayor of Alderaan, Andy Hanlon. Yeah. And I'm Ryan, uh, Sith Adventure in house. Well, fellas. And well, audience, thank you for your patience. We didn't record last week. And you know you know what, guys, where we really shit the bed? Last week, or week and a bit ago, whenever we were supposed to record, was St. Patty's Day. That was our, like, mm. highest rated episode, the most played episode for a long oh. time for us. Wow. Oh. We did miss the boat on that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we, every, we uh. owe everyone a good... You know what? Let's make up for it on May the 4th. Uh, and we'll we'll really go balls to the wall for that. Um, I actually am uh, taking May the fourth off. Oh, there you go. Oh wow, look at you. There you go. And but I have, but I'm taking care of a child. And I also um, have May the twenty fifth off, which for me is going to be more important than May the twenty fourth. Uh, or May the fourth for, for obvious reasons. Everyone, cool. One one cool thing though, because we're recording on a Monday. This is almost twenty four hour hours after the oscars happened and we have to acknowledge this incredible insanity that happened oh, of course um, really it was really like kind of striking emotional moment when troy kotsur was the first deaf actor to win an oscar and this does connect to star wars because he was on season one of the mandalorian he played one of the tuscan raiders which you know that's pretty cool that i thought cool. you totally were going into will smith i thought you were teeing everyone <laughs> up for the will smith chris rock slap I turned it off. What happened? What? What? If I see another gosh dang meme of that today, I'm going to quit Instagram. It's already a sign I'm on too much Instagram as is. Oh, did you see that there was a great one, though, with the... uh, I got in one little fight. My mom got scared. She says, you can't slap Chris Rock because your wife has no hair. (laughs) Oh, stop it. Stop it. Enough. Uh, Okay. Star Wars. Not that nonsense. Will Smith talk is done. Done Goodbye. in the dustbin. See you later. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, mm. Okay, so okay, let's get some dark stuff out of the way real quick. Uh, just a thoughts and prayers moment because uh, Matt Lanter, the voice of uh, Anakin in the Clone Wars, uh, he had emergency surgery this week. Apparently, he was pretty uh, a bit of a oh, doozy. Wow. Uh, so he he was also on 90210. Didn't know that. Uh, but uh, his wife had reported that he's starting to turn a corner and slowly getting on the road to recovery after landing in the hospital that, uh, last week. I haven't found exactly what landed him there in the first place. His reps did not immediately report to People Magazine, which I'm getting this article from right now. Uh, hmm. So I, I don't know exactly what happened there, but uh, it sounded like a pretty scary moment for him. So, um, of course, hoping for the best for him and his wife, Angela, and uh, their uh, daughter, McKinley, I think it is as well. And uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully some good news comes out of this situation. Yeah, hopefully it's all right. 
<sighs> what else? What else indeed? Uh, I got one other thing if you guys want me to keep talking. Go for there, it. There is, uh, I know uh, I'm probably the only uh, excited book reader for Star Wars books and stuff that come out, but there is a new Star Wars novel that's actually like kind of should shed some light and make things kind of interesting. It's called Shadow of the Sith, and it explores Luke Skywalker's journey 17 years after Return of the Jedi. So, whoa. Yeah, and the cover is him and Lando, and it is all. Well, I'll, I'll read the little uh, excerpt here from uh, GeekTyrant.com. So Ooh, um, that kind of ties in perfectly with uh, the Lando line from Rise of Skywalker. Uh, yes, 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 totally. Remember, because they were they, talking about uh, looking for the uh, wayfinders. Yeah. Interesting. And like, how Go would on. Lando know that information, right? Like, in the context of the yeah. story. Aside That's from actually very good. I will, I will read it if you do. We should have a book club. Star Wars book club. I'm down. Hey, I'm, I'm still crying. That, that's, what, that's, what, that's what we can do for the podcast. We can do a uh, weekly or bi-weekly review of, like, each chapter. Ooh, I like that. There we go. We'll, we'll read and dissect and, and, we'll and have, have a glass of wine. <clears throat> the Finer Things Club. <laughs> well, only if we do it in person and sit in a circle. I agree. I like that. Record it all. True. Okay, so this uh I'll this... Have a nice new acoustically appropriate basement. We could do that. Hey now. I like it. So this takes place um the same year Ray shows up on Jakku and twelve years after Luke takes Grogu under his wing to attempt to start his Jedi training. So here is the synopsis. Mm. Uh the book is written by Adam Christopher. Here is the synopsis. The Empire is dead. Nearly two decades after the Battle of Endor, the tattered remnants of Palpatine's forces have fled to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. But for the heroes of the New Republic, danger and loss are ever-present companions, even in this newly forged era of peace. Jedi Master Luke Skywalker is haunted by visions of the dark side, foretelling an ominous secret growing somewhere in the depths of space, on a dead world called Exegol. The disturbance in the forest is undeniable, and Luke's worst fears are confirmed when his old friend Lando Calrissian comes uh, comes to him with reports of a new Sith menace. How would Lando have... Okay, I'll keep reading. After Lando's daughter was stolen from his arms, he searched the stars for any trace wow. of his lost child. But every new rumor leads only to dead ends and fading hopes, until he crosses paths uh, with Ochi of Bastoon, a Sith assassin tasked with kidnapping a young girl. Ochi's true motives remain shrouded to Luke and Lando. For on a junkyard moon, a mysterious envoy of the Sith Eternal has bequeathed a sacred blade to the assassin, promising that it will answer the questions that have haunted him since the Empire fell. In exchange, he must complete a final mission, return to Exegol with the key to the Sith's glorious rebirth, Rey, the granddaughter of Darth Sidious himself. As Ochi... This is the last little bit here. As Ochi hunts Rey and her parents to the edge of the galaxy... Luke and Lando race into the mystery of the Sith, lingering uh, the Sith's lingering shadow, and aid a young family running for their lives. Huh. That's a big synopsis. But uh, so it's funny it, that you bring that up. I would, I would, no, it's. I was going to say that it's funny that you bring that up because I was just watching a, a video on Star Wars theory. Who I gotta be honest, I find it a bit insufferable sometimes. But um, <laughs> I I was watching it and he was reading an excerpt from that book that they posted on Star Wars. Uh, dot com and they revealed that there's Anakin's force ghost comes to Luke's rescue at one point. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, uh, so on his new journey, Luke will also receive from help from his father, Anakin Skywalker, obviously a force in force ghost form and finds himself going up against the Sith Eternal on the planet Exegol. 
Um, hmm. So yeah, and Lando's in on the journey too. So uh, again, like this, this is what I think Star Wars needs for the sequel trilogy in piecing together some of those random fucking events, like finding this random knife. What significance is with like, there's nothing to this Sith wayfinder blade or whatever that they find in uh, the last one, whatever it's called. I can't even fucking think of its name right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm so mad at it. Uh, no, I'm not so mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you're, you're mad. It, it's okay. It, a little, but um, it's <laughs> it's piecing together and making like some. Oh, okay, there's some context. I needed this. Like you, you obviously didn't have enough time in the movie to go explaining every single little detail. Nor should you really have to when you're making a movie. But I digress. Uh, it's these little pieces are what's going to make rewatching the sequels more interesting. I think because you'll have like, oh, that's what that's from. Oh, I get that now. Um, shit that like makes the Mandalorian right now so good because there's so many of those little Easter eggs from previously established mm-hmm. media to be like, oh, cool, that's there. Oh, cool, that's there. So mm-hmm. once they start filling in the gaps a little bit, filling in the blanks, you're going to rewatch the sequel trilogy and you'll be like, oh, that's cool. There's that. Okay, I get that now. Uh, because there's just that total lack of context with that I've found anyways in the sequels that uh, didn't quite didn't quite do it for me, but that's me personally. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great filler. Um, like, in terms of that storyline. I think it's really good. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totes my goats. I really... Sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit distracted. I, your your screen is frozen on our computer, Pat. So you have, like, the weirdest... You have, like, that Padme face of that picture I sent you. <laughs> Earlier? That's just I my just, face. I just sent you a video of it. <laughs> I'm crying laughing. Love it. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> until, until we put this on YouTube, let's uh, <laughs> keep this as a oh, an audio funny. medium. You fucking magoo. Uh, oh, you're back. There you go. You're moving. There we go. Hey. Okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah. What What's next? Do we have anything else? Short episode. Andy, did you have something about? Well, in the story notes, you you can share Pat on what you put in our story notes, our show notes. Um, but I saw a video, I found a video, I haven't watched it, so I'm going to be very honest with any listeners that we have left, <laughs> um, <laughs> that I'm going to watch the video from New Rock Stars to give them credit where credit is due, but it's it's this idea that uh, could we be seeing a live-action Cal Kestis in Obi-Wan? Um, and that has maybe a little bit more weight behind it, given the article that you posted about... Um, him holding a live action, him in live action holding a lightsaber. So, I for one would like to see it. I I, I do really believe we're going to get Liam Neeson in the um, Obi Wan show. Obviously, some flashback scenes with Obi Wan and Anakin. Mm-hmm. Do we see any Padme? Maybe, but I'd be fine if we just get sort of the flashbacks and some uh, Liam McGregor. I think that would be enough nostalgia. Yeah. Plus, obviously, like you and McGregor and um. Hayden Christensen being in it. Um, maybe Palpatine would make sense in like a communication, like a telecron kind of. Mm-hmm. The hologram I think Palpatine kind of makes sense. Yeah. Hologram, hologram, that's the word I was looking for. But the, uh, but Cal Custis could make sense if it was brief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I like what a Snoke is right now. Yeah. Like just kind of like maybe they meet up briefly and he kind of tells them where to go. 
right? Because he had dealings with the the Inquisitors, right? I haven't played the game, but isn't that like it's a big part of it? Yeah, he's he's essentially on the run from uh, Inquisitors the entire time, and of course comes to a big final showdown between him and Vader and another former Jedi as well in there. So, uh, no, another former Jedi. Yeah, the um uh that one gal. What's her name? She can't even think of what her name is. Oh, Riva. Uh, is it yeah is it, yeah Riva. Yeah, McIntyre. <laughs> the very same. <laughs> the 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 Mova the Moses Ingram character is who you're referring to. Yes, right? correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I do think it kind of might make sense because they're talking about like this sort of um. Kind of Japanese inspired like town, like city planet mm. that he's going to be on. Yeah. I w- and given that I think part of what we we can assume is going to be part of the plot, and I think it's kind of clear is that there is going to be something that. They're hunting Jedi on Tatooine. He's going to have to leave to take them off the scent of Luke. Like, that's going to be his mission. So I think that's going to be the thing that makes him leave. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of obvious from the trailer. But again, who knows? Trailers can be misleading. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he goes to this planet, it would be interesting if... Because there's all these... You know, in the, in the trailers, there's the Jedi symbols written on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me kind of wonders if that planet kind of becomes like a place where they have like an underground kind of like meetup or sanctuary where they okay. can like get a mm. reprieve. I wonder if we get like a very brief minor, maybe like 60 to 90 second interaction between a Cal Custis and an Obi-Wan. And then he's just mm-hmm. gone. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we don't, I'm okay with that too. Like I'm not attached to it, but I wouldn't hate it if they did something super brief like that. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd be down with that. Totally, having some kind of uh, like, like the the helper character in all these video games, someone that just kind of like comes out of nowhere and just kind of gives you a hand. And of course, that would just be like an yeah. ultimate. Here you go to the fans. Here's a bone. But it would be kind of cool, right? Because it would kind of tie in with his video game arc, and then oh, for sure. it might even kind of match with like Jedi Fallen Order too, if mm-hmm. Ooh, depending on what that. happens, right? And that oh, could actually be something they use for the video game. As a brand, yeah, there's, so like, there's rumors that like the, it's going to be announced around the time that it premieres. So it would line up, and it could be just a matter of like him coming crossing past Obi Wan, saying like, "Hey, if you want to meet up with Inquisitors, you got to go here, but I got to go do this thing right now, which will connect to the game." Um, mm-hmm. And I think that would be enough to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, not derail the the storyline, um, but then at the same time be a sweet little Easter egg for the fans yeah. who love the game. And here's the thing: that like Cameron Mona, it's Cameron Monahan, right? That's the actor's name. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Gotham, so, right? Yeah. yeah, so he's in Gotham. Uh even more than that, in Shameless. Shameless. Like, yeah. He mm-hmm. the kid can act. Oh yeah, he's got so chopped. What so what what brings someone like that who has had some success and is all on the more I would say more on like the, the increase, upswing of his career? Yeah. What would draw him to a video game? And and yeah, it's Star Wars. Maybe he's just a big Star Wars fan. Money. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Money. <laughs> but maybe there is like and this is kind of related to money too because you can make more money from it but is there a sort of that promise of yeah do these games for us but part of the reason we cast you to be in these games is that you will appear in a star wars project and this could be sort of like i think that might be the what we're going to see a lot more of yeah and you might even get like more kind of regular actors willing to do maybe video game stuff if it leads Mm -hmm. to something bigger um like an on action on screen thing I think it's a good point that he's on the rise because he he wasn't a big enough name 
to take a big actor to put in the game to draw people to play the game just because of the name um, credit to it. It's more so like like I think what you said, like he's a really good actor. He's on the up and up. If the game works up, works out, you know, we can pull this guy in to do mm-hmm. some real live action stuff and it'll work out. Um, and so I think that's that's totally plausible because otherwise, like, why not just make a brand new character that isn't any real person? Um if you're never going to bring them into the live action. Yeah. Well, uh, well I mean, right. that, that's kind of what they're yeah. doing anyways with uh like with a lot of the cartoon to real life stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's it's like a modeled character and then you just try and find someone that sort of resembles them kind of thing or in some cases yeah. even using the exact voice actor for the role. Um but uh yeah, the video game industry is so much more lucrative than the oh, yeah. movie industry. You think like yeah. all of these nerds that are paying uh, you know, 20 bucks for a movie ticket, the exact same ones are buying $90 video games plus all of the add-ons plus the, mm-hmm. you know, the monthly subscription to whatever service it is that they're purchasing these games from. Uh, it, mm-hmm. It's it's a multi-billion dollar industry. So to have like, uh, that's why a lot of these voice actors or a lot of these actors lend their voices to video games on the side, like uh, um, uh, Troy Baker. Troy Baker. Um, yeah. Shoot, I'm blanking. So that's that's the first one that came to mind. Is Troy Baker. <laughs> Troy Baker. Because <laughs> uh, of Arkham game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, have you seen the the game coming out in October of this year? Gotham Knights. Yes. Is that the one with like uh, like uh, Red Hood and Batman Robin and yeah Nightwing? So yeah. they announced that like almost two years ago now. Yeah, so it's coming oh, out in October. God. There's a trailer. It essentially, has Bruce Wayne like returning like, out, give up. No, he's dead. He dies in the trailer. And um, essentially, they all get like a message in the trailer saying, if you're receiving this message, it means I've died type of thing. Mm. So I'm entrusting Gotham safety to you. So it it was produced out of the Montreal. So I think it's the same group that did the Montreal Arkham Origins game. So it's actually not um, in the same family as Asylum City and uh, Night. Dark Knight. I think I remember hearing uh, that too. So... Um, it actually, it's a standalone story. It's not related to Arkham Asylum City or uh, Arkham Knight. Interesting. Yeah, cool. I, I, I did actually game. really like the uh, Arkham Origins game. I thought that was actually well done. Oh, yeah. All the Arkham games. For not being mm-hmm. the original yeah, Rocksteady brand, it was, it was pretty good. I thought it was totally. pretty good. The whole fight with um, Deadshot. Mm-hmm. Not Deadshot. Yeah. What's his name? Not Deadshot. The other it's guy. Deadshot, isn't it? Death, Deathstroke. Deathstroke. Deathstroke, Deathstroke. Yeah. Deathstroke. Okay. With the, you have to, and you have, yeah, that was sick. Anyways. This is a Star Wars Star podcast. Wars. But uh, yeah, but, yeah, then so, that, but I was uh, in my video game look. That did bring me to look at other Star Wars video games. So I'm looking forward to like this open world game that eventually will come. I'm looking forward to the eventual uh, Knights of the Old Republic yeah. remastered. Unfortunately, that that, uh, that one game Eclipse. That saying they're not. That's not going to be released till like 2027 now or something like that. Yeah, and, I know. Uh, and I don't know if that was the open world game that they were talking about, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny though. It's like I by think... the time they come out with these games, it's like exclusively for PS5. Like PS5 2027, <laughs> PS6 be will be out. PS8 by then. Shit. Yeah. Um, well, we'll bring you back to, to Obi Wan. <clears throat> There's one thing that I don't, I don't think I ever really took into account. I, I was always kind of like in my mind, like I thought we thought it's kind of stupid that like Luke went and stayed with his own family. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't Darth Vader go look for him? Like, it's the same last name, same everything. But I never really took into account that Obi-Wan doesn't know that Anakin's still alive. So if, you, if sure. him and Yoda didn't think that he was still alive and they thought he was dead, 
it makes much more sense that they would want to keep their identity secret for their own safety. Yeah, because I think people we talked know who they are. But I think but... we talked about this recently, right? Like, do we have it confirmed that Obi Wan doesn't know? Like, that's what I'm kind of hoping they address in this series. Yeah, so that's what I mean. So I think I think his realization, either whether he knew or didn't know, it makes more sense the way they, you know, taking Luke back to Tatooine, letting Leia go with um, Bail Organa, that they think that Anakin's dead, right? And that they kind of still need to go into hiding, but that, that they think he's dead. It makes much more sense. So that because maybe it, yeah. part of the show is like he realizes, oh shit, he is still alive. I have to protect Luke because this, is, this wasn't a part of the plan. Like, Hmm. And there is rumor that Leia, young Leia, will be in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of me wonders if that's him speaking in the trailer when it says stay hidden. Like okay. as much as that could be like a force ghost thing or him talking to himself in some sort of like journaling montage. Part of <laughs> me wonders um, if it's actually him talking to Bail Organa. Not that yeah. Bail Organa is like formally hidden, but again, trailers can use... Uh, dialogue out of context and trailers right so um part of me wonders if it's him speaking to her him about leia type of idea it would be interesting to see young leia because if you think about how she is in a new hope like she is like much more resourceful and you know with it than like lucas right lucas just some kid even though they're the same age you know he's like oh i don't want to necessarily be a part of the rebellion but leia is actively involved in the rebellion lying to the face of Darth vader like trying to you know get plans to obi-wan um it'd be kind of interesting you know how much does she know of what's going on at that young age like maybe she's already aware maybe she already knows who obi-wan is maybe she doesn't know her actual lineage but it'd be kind of cool if she's like this precocious kid that's you know wicked smart and already you know well involved in helping the rebellion right well she became a senator at the age of like 18 or something like that so right yeah yeah she was a queen, like how young? Uh, oh, qu- sorry, you talking about Padme? I thought you were talking about Princess Leia. Oh, Leia, sorry, yeah. sorry, I had Padme in my mind for some reason. But, but well, she, yeah, yeah. she's for she's some reason. Princess, but yeah, um, yeah for some <laughs> inside joke, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy. Um, sorry, I was reading something here. So, uh, regarding uh, someone almost discovering Princess Leia, and the guy put the connection to to Padme and noticed the resemblance, I guess, and almost reported her. And I'm trying to find the exact thing because it was none other than Episode One's Captain Panaka. Uh, this is from. Let's see if I can piece it together here quickly on the fly. Uh, so, from the book Leia, Princess of Alderaan by uh, Claudia Gray, Captain Panaka became an Imperial Moth. So he became like a big baddie of the, uh, which which kind of makes sense. I mean, he is part of like the Naboo, um, you know, military. Naboo being a place where Palpatine was a senator. He's familiar with him and knows he'd be loyal to, you know, the ideas of Naboo and the ideals of maybe Palpatine as well. So mm-hmm. I guess he became a moth. Um so, uh, Captain Padaka remained fiercely loyal to the newly christened Emperor Palpatine, a fellow Naboo native, following the abolition of the Republic. For his loyalty, pa- uh, Panaka was once again appointed Moff of the Chomel Sector. Um, unlike in Legends, he didn't uh, live to see the end of the war. 
In Leia, Princess of Alderaan, which takes place three years before the events of A New Hope, there is a sequence in which both Leia, and or Leia Organa and Queen Dalne of Naboo visit Moff Panaka's chalet on ono Onoam, which is one of Naboo's moons. Panaka correctly suspects that Princess Leia is actually Padme's daughter after noticing the striking similarities between the two and questioning, Leia's, uh, questioning Leia regarding her parentage. However, before he could report his findings to the Emperor, Panaka was killed when a bomb that had been planted in the chalet exploded. As Leia soon discovered, the Moff was assassinated by a member of the extremist rebel cell known as the Partisans, uh, and, uh, and their, uh, whose leader was Saw Gerrera who, of course, was introduced in Rogue One and further along. In, no, sorry, I think he was introduced in uh, Rebel, uh, Clone Wars, and then made live action in uh, um, Rogue One. But uh, it just it, it was just one of those cool little kind of connector moments kind of things. I can't remember exactly why I started this mm -hmm. rant. I think it was just because finding out about Leia's lineage mm -hmm. and just like another one of those times where it just becomes close to finding out who they are kind of thing. Um but uh, yeah, I remember reading that at some point, and then I just quickly looked it up here. And yeah, poor old, poor old Captain Panaka wasn't quite the sweetheart that we uh, came to know him as in in Episode One. <laughs> oh well, I do I do hope in the Obi Wan series, like interesting because we're talking about Naboo and Padme and well, you know, obviously Leia. But um, I am interested to kind of see if they show Anakin's tor torment over the Padme stuff, like. Mm. I don't think we'll get Natalie Portman come back and do kind of like any sort of up-to-date scenes, but it would be interesting, like, because I've seen, like, theories online from different people and things that I've read about, like, Vader going to Naboo and, like, opening up essentially, like, her grave to, like, visit her because he couldn't mourn her, like, he couldn't go to a funeral because mm, he was becoming Darth, being <laughs> surgically put back together with robotic arms and legs. Mm. Um but it would be kind of an interesting thing. I don't need to think they need to do like that scene per, per se, but showing mm -hmm. some of his own, like that's what we hope we get about from Hayden Christensen. Yeah. In like the like... non flashback stuff is like those really deep that he is super conflicted even to that day, even though he's super powerful and super evil. And he mm -hmm. is like doubles down on that at this, in this stage of his like life era. Um, I do hope we set, yeah. sort of see those private moments where he's super conflicted. If he goes back and like well, like rips the 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 Japor snippet, uh, the the little necklace that he gave Padme that you see at the yeah, very takes end, it. And, where he just like, yeah, you know, like <laughs> rips it off her corpse. Yeah, well, I think I think I saw an interview with the director of the show saying that Darth Vader is like not the Darth Vader that we know yet in A New Hope, so he's still like becoming Darth Vader. So that struggle could definitely be a part of it. Maybe you know, he does acknowledge Padme and there's that moment, but then you see him destroy that little necklace. Like he's just, yeah. at, at one point, just like, just like I am beyond this. Mm -hmm. um, like he's more like a Kylo Ren a, kind of character at this point where he's yeah. like, like aspiring like to, to like, be more evil and more badass and like, but just like getting reprimanded by daddy Palpatine and just like, no, you're not doing it good enough. <laughs> mm -hmm. You, <laughs> you could have tried harder at that game, kid. Yeah. You got an A? What's wrong with an A plus? Darth. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm I'm definitely curious. Like I think there's a lot of potential with this show. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Do we, we know can... it's so it's six episodes. Are they hour episodes? Oh, they gotta be. I hope it's like uh, like Sherlock, where they're like an hour and twenty minute episodes. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Fuck, I I just like 
gross feeling they're gonna be like 42 minutes 49 minutes it's just not long enough there's gonna be one that's like 20 minutes like it really is like a five episode series but they just like stretched it out and made one episode like 25 minutes like essentially this is one giant movie so Mm -hmm. like i am hoping for a six hour movie Right, and I do plan when this is all done because I I have thought about this. There's no way I'm going to do it because we're doing this podcast, and because I'm just I I crave I've wanted this for so long, and I love Obi Wan so much. I will watch it the day it comes out. But part of me wants to like wanted like just sit and binge it all in one day, mm. <laughs> but I can't I do that. that. I can't wait to the end of June. There's no way. I'm just, but not, not, but not even it. just that. Just like not even the waiting, but like staying off the internet, like. Spoilers. spoilers oh, like it's not impossible I, I, I can barely wait like until like the friday like i'm watching it like as soon as my work day is done i'm watching it oh yeah there's been times <laughs> like, where every I, episode. Like, my eyes snap open at 6 a.m and i just pop in my earbuds and quietly watch it on my phone as i'm just yeah. laying in bed still it's uh, like it's it's yeah. coming out on a uh on wednesdays right so, so. Mm-hmm. uh yeah probably it'll be my my wednesday routine but like i plan at the end of it i'm gonna sit down in just a day find a day mm-hmm. and i'm just gonna watch every single episode back to back to back you should live stream that mm. i want to mainly mainly when my when my basement is finished renovated and i got my brand new tv up that's when i'm gonna sit down and just power through it oh yeah well i started I'm ever excited. since the trailer came out i went back and re-watched the prequels and then rogue one and then i watched the new hope and now i'm watching empire strikes back again nice just to kind of get amped for it yeah but i'm piecing my way through the clone wars I've been doing that. Uh, oh, nice. I, I still need to watch it all. I've never watched all the Clone Wars. It's eight, Every time I go a, to watch it, I start watching it, and it's good. It's just that there's like 25 episodes a season, and there's like that's super smart seasons. though because if we do get flashback stuff to the Clone War era with Anakin and Obi Wan, I want it to be relevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I'm sure there I want to get it. The yeah, that's. I might even because sometimes on YouTube they have like those videos where it's just like every important scene. Totally. related to like this where you can just sort of like watch the, the key scenes yeah um well that's the problem with clone wars i want like i think there's like playlists that you can, even on disney plus or like here's the important episodes here but yeah, then i'm like i don't know what's gonna be a reference so i really feel like i have to go and watch it all yeah and because of that i haven't like i think i just finished season one i think and I need to start watching it watching again. it like as an adult like i i watched it out of <laughs> boredom uh initially it was purely because like I was living alone in Scotland and I had seasonal affective disorder. So I was semi-depressed and just like, just wanting a, a nice warm hug of star Wars and just like started like watching it little bits at a time, little bits at a time, like one episode yeah. here, one episode there. And then it just like kind of spiraled and I would just keep up that habit basically of just like powering my way through it. Some episodes I'd pay like hundred percent dialed in attention to other ones that I, I was kind of like either on my phone or in doing something else concurrently Mm-hmm. And it was just like, yeah. But uh, eventually, getting through it all, it just made everything more relevant. Like, it made Rebels that much more interesting. It made God knows the fucking Mandalorian that much better for me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and again, not even stuff that you could like totally recall off the top of your head. But it's just like that that essence of familiarity that really mm. kind of hugs you into Star Wars. I've I've heard the last season is like quite good. Oh fucking the last season is bomb.com. It is of Clone Wars? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh I watched it, yeah. I, 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 I just watched it anyway, even though I didn't watch like every single episode of the entire series, but For I just sure. watched it. I, I wish I did the mm. rewatch before getting it to episode uh, till season seven. Um 
because I forgot a lot of like the Ahsoka banishment from the mm-hmm. or her leaving the Jedi Order. Jedi Order, um, yeah, right. Kind of thing. I for, I forgot that a lot of that storyline and like some of the parts of it. So I wish I, that I rewatched it before. But uh, again, there's those playlists on Disney Plus or uh, um, or YouTube where you can just watch those first, and then makes it a little bit more palatable, easier to digest than uh, than the other. But Yes. Anyways, yeah. it's it's good. Bit of, it's bit of a tangent. I don't know if you guys know this, but the word Sith is not uttered once in the original trilogy. Yeah, that's correct. But I think it's either in the script or a deleted scene that they mention the Sith in A New Hope. Oh, really? But they but so George did have a plan for it, but then it didn't. It wasn't until the prequels that they first talked right. about the Sith. Interesting. But it's so like a part of like the you know pop culture now that you just assume it was always there. Oh, for sure. It's mm-hmm. my it's my license yeah. plate. Really? <laughs> yeah, all, yeah, yeah. All Sith. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yep. But yeah, I, I don't know. Do you guys have any like predictions for the show or some hot takes? Like, I think we are going to get Cal Kestis. I know we've already talked about this, but it just makes mm-hmm. so much more sense, especially with. Uh, so, so where where we started? I think we properly introduced the whole cam monahan thing he went to disney world to empire's edge or galaxy's edge sorry and uh unveiled his lightsaber hilt for sale sorry not his cal kestis's lightsaber hilt for mm-hmm. sale that's been like already selling for hugely inflated prices on ebay right now uh just because everyone wants to get their hands on it so he was there a couple of days ago unveiling this lightsaber big fucking deal like there's media there it was like a nice little kind of hurrah and like you guys say it just makes so much sense for like the whole cross media platform that Disney's going for now between their TV shows, the video games. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like, I think they were testing the waters a little bit with um, Jedi fallen order where they weren't quite sure where to go with it. So I think you guys totally nailed it when he said they wanted an actor that could like pull his, pull his weight. Should he be required to do a TV show? Um, But Mm -hmm. if it didn't, then it wouldn't be like a stain on this actor's, He's not like that high profile yet to be like, remember when yeah. he did that shitty video game for Star Wars? But, <laughs> so like it, it's, it, it was like a win-win for them essentially. Um, and based on the love and the hype, it could be one of those like false, you know how companies sometimes release false rumors to see how audiences will react or what the Twitter buzz will be. Mm-hmm just to see which way they mm-hmm. lean towards it. I think it could be something like that where they're just like, they have a, de- they have a potentially deleted scene right now and they're on the fence about it. So they said, Hey, fucking let's get this guy over to Disney world. Let's get him to release his lightsaber. Let's see the buzz around that. Let's see how many people talk about that. How many people care about it? How many theories come from a lot of these star Wars influencers and, and media uh, content creators saying, hyping up. Oh, with like you mean us, right? You mean us, right? hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking yeah. about us in the third person. Uh, <laughs> that, Old, the old house of mouse is uh, craftily uh, incepting these ideas into our subconscious to see, okay, we're original because we came up with this because we saw this happen, but they're the ones that orchestrated this happening in the first place. So I think it could be oh, yeah. like, okay, if we want to take this scene, like the audience reaction right now, it's far enough in advance that they can easily splice this deleted storyline or this deleted on the fence arc, I think they're going to like shift that into the show now because of some of the positivity around it. And 
Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's my fan theory. And yep. I think we're going to see you and McGregor. I'm also going to, I think we're going to see a bit of a disillusion to Obi-Wan. I think him and Lars are going to have a bit of a falling out and he's going to kind of stop watching Luke for a brief period of time and then get pulled back into it when he realizes that mm-hmm. Anakin's still alive. Ooh, I like that. That's interesting that you say that because I think that is a really good take on it because everyone right now is like, well, who's going to watch Luke? Is Ahsoka going to be in the series? Because he Obi-Wan's going to need her to watch out for Luke. I think you might be right. I think there might be like some sort of, I don't want to do this. Well, that's like... the theme of the Jedi really, right? <laughs> like, like that's what Luke became. Yeah. He became a crusty old hermit. Uh, Obi-Wan is essentially kind of an old hermit. Yes, he's on active duty. You could argue that, but it's not like he's mm-hmm. making an effort to make the world a better place. He's just looking after this ward of his that he's under taken under his wing for what point and purpose mm-hmm. like well did, the thing did, is is like sorry did, go ahead. i was just gonna say did obi-wan even plan to bring luke into this fold it kind of seemed like it happened almost by accident in an, and, and of course like in a new hope sorry uh, luke was essentially just looking for this droid that had gone away yes the droid was looking for obi-wan kenobi but then like mm-hmm. kenobi's just kind of like if, if r2 had just found him and brought him off to Alderaan, would Ben mm-hmm. have sought out Luke to say, hey, kid, come with me in my van for a second. I want to show you something. <laughs> and, like, yeah. w- of course, you could argue it's the will of the Force, stupid. But, like, is it? Is it really? Like, what if R2 had made it just, like, like six more kilometers or whatever it was to Ben's place, <laughs> would Obi-Wan have gone back to say, Hey, 19-year-old boy, come with me. You're old enough now. Let's party. Yeah. Here's, a, here's an old Maybe. sword your dad had. It's like, <laughs> I, what? I, it could have, I, I could see that happening. I could see it being like, oh, now they're here. They're at the doorstep. I have to go get Luke and then show up just in time maybe to save Luke before the, the Empire shows up and kills like Amparu and all them. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe he's too late. Luke's dead. But that's a whole other. Well, he's got to be on Tatooine oh, for Elf that uh, for that that Darth Maul battle. That ha- that's that's canon. Yeah. That's Rebels now. He's the same age. He, like he's Alec Guinness age in that animation. But we don't exactly know when exactly that is. Obviously, it's many years after the Clone Wars. Obviously, it's a couple years after where we are in this upcoming Kenobi series. Just based on the aesthetic of Obi Wan Kenobi himself. Um, yeah, does he suffer some sort of trauma that makes his hair go white? Or is there anything mm-hmm. like to explain the 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 graying of his hair? Uh, is yeah. it like is it, are we going to get that fucking minute about it? Minutia. So part of me so it's interesting to all of us and listening to this. Like I think it's interesting like Luke his whole journey is like or his whole like mission is to keep Luke safe but like this kind of idea that gets disillusioned like it'd be interesting like if he does find out while on Tatooine that oh shit this Vader guy that people are talking about or maybe he is such a recluse at this point that he has no Mm -hmm. idea what's going on off of Tatooine and outside of Luke's oyster farm right like so all of a sudden he hears Darth Vader oyster farm or moisture farm (laughs) (laughs) on a desert planet yeah it's like the worst oyster farm ever they they keep dying (laughs) moisture farm (laughs) that he so he like he hears this and it's like oh shit he's alive I didn't 
Mm-hmm. Like he didn't die. So like, mm-hmm. again, rips up all this stuff, all this emotion that he's not supposed to have. Like, remember he mm-hmm. tells Anakin in episode three, I loved you. Well, he's not supposed mm-hmm. to love him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We always talk about Jedi aren't supposed to love. You assume it's romance, but yep. they're not supposed to have any attachment, family, friends, yep. no one. Right. So part of me feels like as much as like, there's that, like the Luke stuff, like almost the mission now isn't the more, most important mission to him in his like journey of who he is, especially if he's like disenfranchised and just sort of like over, like done. Mm-hmm. It's not protecting Luke anymore. It's like, I can get him back. I thought he was mm-hmm. dead. Maybe this is a sign from the force that he was supposed to mm-hmm. live and I'm supposed to save him. Right. Which is then why he ventures off because now it's not protecting Luke's not the most important mission. The thing that is going to fix everything is bringing Anakin back. Um, but it's in, it's in that moment and having that duel that we'll eventually see that they keep teasing us with that. He realizes he's more machine now than men. Like, yeah, he, he is crossed yeah, yeah. over. Right. And then all of a sudden that, that thread, that dialogue makes a lot more sense from the, mm. the original movies. Totally. Um, and I think that might be something really cool to, to see that happen. Yeah. And into like that line, like, you know, I, where, what he says to Obi-Wan, like when I left you, I was a learner and now I'm the master. It would be interesting if, if the moment when Obi-Wan confronts him again, there's another lesson for him to teach Anakin yeah. in that moment. Yeah. Um, some part of the Jedi and some hubris or something that, you know, he defeats Anakin one more time, but then still won't kill him. Do you know what I mean? And mm. maybe there's like this really dramatic moment where Anakin's in so much pain and his mask is off and he just wants Obi-Wan to kill him. Um, oh, that would be, and, that would be and really and good. And Obi-Wan just like walks away and just leaves some sort of like mic drop little tidbit for him. And it's like, you, you'll never be, you're, you're not, you're still not a master or whatever, something, right? Because that was such a point of <sighs> yeah. contention. Um, that, fuck, if they don't do that, that now, I'm going to be pissed. That's so good. <laughs> I think oh, I think fuck. that would be a cool moment. Is is That would be the real, you know, like gangster move is to not kill him. Like, you know, that's what I always find characters are really cool in those yeah. moments where they have a moment where they could just like destroy someone, but they don't. Do you know what I mean? That's the real power. And so if he could just prove that he's still better than Anakin despite all his dark side powers and everything. And, and then... you know what Do what makes that so good? I'm sorry. Is that he allows Vader to kill him. Yeah. In a new hope. Yeah. So he still is in control, right? He still has yeah. his number. We did it. To the we very end. That, 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 that's just the cherry on top. Oh, I never even about yeah. That. Even better. <laughs> we should write this shit. <laughs> but that's, that's what I think makes more sense is like, you know, maybe Obi-Wan's already, he had, a, he was trying to really be in contact with Luke, trying to really be like a mentor and keep an eye on him, has a confrontation with Lars. Lars tells him, I don't want you a part of our life. Get away from us, you weirdo. Um, so he gets a little disillusioned and then he finds out that, Anakin is still alive, and that's his new mission. It's just like, yep, I'm gonna go. I would like that. I would like that way better than the Inquisitors just drawing him off world. Yeah, it's more personal. This is this is this sounds kind of like almost like the plot of Hook, only from reverse. Where I'm gonna turn. uh, (laughs) What if we make the kids like you? Where, yeah, <laughs> where, where fucking Captain Hook, aka Obi Wan Kenobi, Me. becomes the friends to the kids, only to like fight the parents and like get back at them that mm. way. 
Uh, no, I yeah. don't think that's the case at all. But I think that would be just be a kind of a funny little. <laughs> I I actually really hope they go that way. I feel like I have this weird feeling that they're gonna do it where like they're hunting Jedi and then he takes them away from Luke. Like I feel like that's. It's, like yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's how it how it kind of starts, and maybe that's how he finds out that Darth Vader's alive. alive. Like, right? Yeah, because I think I, I get. I, I was originally thinking what, what that before too. I'm like, oh yeah, he's just trying to draw them off. But now that I'm thinking about it, like the whole Vader connection, there has to be something more there. It can't just be by accident that he bumps into Vader, right? Mm-hmm. There has to be something more personal. But maybe, maybe the whole pulling the Inquisitors off off world is like in the first episode, and that's done. Right, like, because a lot of times in the trailers that we've seen for Mando and Boba, um, a lot of the first trailer is from like the first episode. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's a bit of a misdirect. That like, yeah, that's how they first get there. That's how he first finds out about Anakin being alive. But he gets them off their tail pretty quickly, and then, you know, when he's got one of the Inquisitors pinned, he finds out that Anakin's alive, and that's where the rest of the show goes. Yeah. Ooh, maybe. I also wonder where uh, the duel is going to take place because the concept art, I said this, I think the last time we, we chatted, but the, the concept art kind of makes it look like Mustafar, but I don't think it's going to be Mustafar. You know, is he hiding? Is he hiding in the ship? Like he did in Revenge of the Sith to get to Mustafar. Is he hiding in the ship to get to the Inquisitor like fortress? Yeah. Right. And that's where it takes yeah. place. Doesn't does end up on Coruscant. I don't know. You know, yeah. well, I feel like I feel like Mustafar would be too much on Vader's turf. You know what I mean? Like that's his like house. Yeah, and what like would possibly bring advantage. Obi-Wan there in the first place? Like, oh, I forgot my keys. <laughs> Just like, yeah, oh, it's good. There's good high ground. <laughs> you still had one. You still had one limb left. Yeah. Where did I drop that hand? Oh, that is. Um, so it, I, I like. I'm hoping we don't just get Tatooine and this like japanese inspired planet like i'm hoping there's like at least three four different places he goes to well there's that like Mm -hmm. is is it actually called fortress inquisitoris or something like that yeah Um, yeah. well yeah that was in the trailer yeah which was in i think okay so that's three planets then that's three planets in it was in uh, fallen jedi yep yeah Uh, i can't remember the name of the world that it's on but uh it is it is somewhere there but uh yeah no lots of uh lots of interesting shit to come from this show and if it's anything like the other series that we've tried to predict so far, our theories will get thrown right out the fucking window. And we'll can I have can I have one theory though? Can Please. I have one more theory? If oh sorry, I got to close the mic there. Yeah, um, first, go for it. If oh thank you. <laughs> if he's going to uh, fight Vader and he's looking for him, so there's like the, if they do go this route where there's like this real personal attachment and he's trying to find Anakin Vader, one last effort to bring him back or face him or. Mm-hmm. see him because he thought he was dead and now he's not and it's some sort of sign like if to kind of circle back to when we were talking about padme and does he go visit padme on naboo wouldn't it be really cool if they actually had the fight on naboo Ooh. like where 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 obi-wan knows he will find him yeah is like like there's like this sense he has through the force that that's where he is yeah, right much yeah. like he had in revenge of the sith like we need to find, I don't know where to find him. He says to, to Yoda, right? I don't know where Follow to start. Your... I don't know where yeah. to look. And he's like, search your feelings, Obi-Wan. And then the first person he goes to is Padme in Revenge mm-hmm. of the Sith to then find Anakin on Mustafar, right? And that's when he hides on the ship. So Harmy's like, well, in this case too, if everything's connected, well, where do I find Anakin? I find him with Padme. I And I, it's kind of... 
it's kind of like how the last battle started with that the two of them dueling over her laying yeah true on the ground and so in this case like it's over her tomb and then it's it's through Naboo. I think that would be so cool. If they and did that. that would be a very emotionally impactful moment, which brings me back to when Vader first senses Obi Wan on the Death Star. There's this like a presence. Uh, I've, I've I sense something. A presence I've not felt since. And that since that lingering since, it's like th- this must have been something, some kind of like moment in his life where he's just like this moment sticks out in my head. Like a presence I've not felt since. And just like the way he kind of draws it out ever so slightly, just kind of has that kind of artistic setup to be something more impactful in the past that we just have no idea about. So what is this since? What is this moment? And I, I, I agree. I think that'd be dynamite to have it uh, in, on Naboo in and around her, in and around her graveyard cool. or something, uh, surrounded by, of course, death and yeah, yada yada. And maybe because I don't, I don't think have we gone back to Naboo. At no. all, other than like her funeral, that brief shot of the no. funeral. I think in the Clone Wars, maybe a couple times, well, but not in. Um, yeah, but, yeah. But uh, in terms of like chronological timeline, no. Not that I know. Mm. Of. Yeah, no. They they did add it to the re-release of the DVD versions of Empire of a uh, Return of the Jedi. Of the yes, Jedi. yeah. Where yeah, they like added yeah. that and Coruscant in like with fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> but I I implore you guys as well. Uh, listen to the audiobook, if not read the book itself of the novelization of Revenge of the Sith, because Obi Wan goes on this like, what you you know the scene in the movie where he goes to Padme and says, "I saw him killing younglings," puts his hand on his mouth to try and stop himself from laughing, mm-hmm. um, and uh, <laughs> uh, that's actually why, why that's why you and McGregor did that because he said that line was so ridiculous he had to cover his mouth to stop himself from laughing. So he had to make it look like he was crying, but, yeah. uh, or like, like very taken aback by it. But anyways, in the novelization of it, he goes into this like huge diatribe saying, I know that like, uh, I've, I've always known about you two. We've oh, it's never, we've never spoken it to each other, but he's known that I know, I know that I, that he knows that I know, but it's something that I was okay with because it brought him peace because it made him happy because it made him. And in that way, I loved him. I loved him as well as you did. Like this is, this is hard for you to accept. This, please know that this is just as hard for me to accept what he's going, like what he's done, what he's becoming yeah. right now. There, like it, his cry for help is much more. It makes it harder from Padme's point of view to decide what to do, which makes her decision that much more kind of impactful. Going towards helping uh, Anakin as opposed to helping Obi Wan find Anakin. And of course, like he still sneaks on, I think, and and does that. But um, it's just written differently and more subtly. And a lot of these scenes in uh, that were deleted from Revenge of the Sith. That's why there's a big cry out to have an uh, an unedited um, a re-release, like an unedited director's cut. That's like four hours long mm-hmm. of Revenge of the mm-hmm. Sith. Seen that stuff, yeah. Because there's so much more. Like the first scene to rescue Palpatine takes up like two and a half hours of the audiobook it's it's immense it's enormous it's like it's crazy what else what what else they do in finding palpatine there uh and what palpatine like then tries to say to anakin to get him mm-hmm. to do his bidding and taking out count dooku kind of thing but you get a little bit more insight into count dooku mm-hmm. as well anyways uh i implore you in your hype in your lead up to this this amazing kenobi show to 
uh, at least listen to if you have it for when you're driving in your car, walking your dogs, whatever you got to do. And I'm saying this to you, my co-hosts and you, the people out there, get a free audible.com uh, or audible.ca, depending on where you are, get a free account, get that free credit, use that credit for Reve- uh, revenge of the Sith novelization uh, or audiobooks.com is another one. You can get some free audiobooks doing it through there um, mm-hmm. or rent it from your public library. You can just do that and listen to it. It's uh, I, I can't stress that enough at how good that audiobook was. Uh, plus, the production of it is amazing. It's not our boy Mark Thompson, but it's still pretty good mm. as far as uh, audio quality and and the do, production. Do you think vibe. maybe some of those uh, deleted scenes, like because they had alternate? Um, I don't think they were deleted scenes, but in Book of Boba Fett, some of those alternate shots of Django and uh, young Boba. Do you think maybe some of those deleted scenes from Revenge of the Sith could make its way into Kenobi? Interesting. Could be. Um, I know there's one scene where it's like the formation of the Rebel Alliance, essentially. That takes place mm-hmm. within the novelization as well as in the deleted scenes. Where I there's saw a that bunch online, of, um, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of heads, yeah. uh, it, which, you know, it has Mon Mothman in there. It has Bail, or, Bail Organa there. It has Padme there uh, and a couple other eventual Rebel leaders. <laughs> uh, it, it has mm-hmm. them meeting in secret and saying, like, we can't tell this to anybody. Not, not close comrades not family and that kind of leans on padme a little bit in do i or don't i tell anakin um so like you get that kind of context and it's like uh, it it just kind of helped set up this the original trilogy as well in the spark of the rebellion why is there a rebellion who started the rebellion and then all of a sudden you get mon mothma as the leader in the third installment the very end of it all as well as akbar it's like who the fuck are these guys like they just came out of nowhere whereas the seed is sort of planted in the deleted scenes in the expanded edition of uh, Revenge of the Sith. So, again, it's it's all about just the expanded media helps make the rest of the media out there that much more interesting and that much more fun. So, mm-hmm. hopefully it's somebody enlightening. I know we have to end, but I, I I would like to see a young a younger Dooku, young uh Oh, that'd be interesting. Qui- Qui-Gon Qui-Gon movie or like miniseries that'd be cool yeah you could recast those characters easily I think if they're like younger like if Qui-Gon's like in his teens or early 20s and Dooku's like 40s you could do it that'd be cool yeah maybe like a Benedict Cumberbatch we can say that uh... for another day (laughs) yeah totally we'll cast that one in our minds later Cumberbatch is Dooku yeah I think it'd be awesome would you be like Richard Richard Madden as a young Liam Neeson Oh, Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd, be good. Oh, that'd be dynamite. All right. If he's, not, after... if he's not Bond, if he's not the next Bond, then he should be. I, I want him to be Bond, oh, but after his performance in um, Eternals, I'm like, oof. Nah, he's still all right. He's still all right. He's great. He, yeah. Watch a show called um, Bodyguard. Bodyguard. Awesome show. Bodyguard's oh, great. great yeah. Show. yeah. It's such a great show. Uh, Which has made, made me want him to be Bond. I'm like, oh, he could still be Bond. Oh, totally. Ooh. Digress. On that note, uh, thank you again, everyone, for tuning in and listening to our ranting and diatribes. You can uh, follow us on Instagram at Good Morning Alderon. <laughs> the best place to reach, best place to reach us. Thank you for everyone for the likes and the laughs and the goofy memes that we share sporadically here and there. Sometimes I post three a day. Sometimes I don't post for a week. So it's uh, just thank you again for your patience with this uh, late episode as well. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, again, on behalf of my very handsome co-hosts, Andy and Ryan, just want to say thanks for listening and hey. Always be a Jedi in the streets. 
and a Sith in the sheets. Good night, everybody. Bye-bye. See ya.